There was a boy who had a band of brothers. There was a boy who had a band of brothers. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Far away! Far away! Far away! He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and the Rovers are in their beds, the sun has gone down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning, before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. This is your blue sheet report about what did happen today. And just in case you're wondering, it was, again, an amazing 82, 83 degree day, lots of sun, no rain, very few clouds. It was, this is day 26, and there were 26 days of sunshine this session. Really kind of unheard of. I'm not going to say climate change, I'm just going to say it was really, really sunny for an entire session. That's all I'm going to say. Pretty great for sports. Those of you who are coming tomorrow to visit us, you will see some brown grass. That's the trade-off for relentless sunshine. We have an irrigation system. It just doesn't go everywhere. So we have some brown grass. That's okay. We'll take the sunshine. Today was the 16th of July, and tomorrow is visiting day. Today was packing day. It is such a fascinating day packing day in some ways it's purely operational you got to get the bags you got to get the stuff you got to figure out the lost and found why is this kid's racket not where he's supposed to be why is this kid's shoes what's he wearing if the shoes are here where they could they be why is the does he not have them there's all that stuff that happens on packing day and there's a lot of uh surprised and delighted looks when the boy realizes that his shoes uh are right next to him and they've been in they're being handed to him by a counselor because his name is in them, and he's so excited. Don't worry, we do Lost and Found all summer long too. But it's there's just we do a very very intense push for the last you know the last day as they're packing. So it seems operational in that way. There's a lot of bags, a lot of bag tags, a lot of operational sheets. There's the Lost and Found, like I mentioned. But that's just one of the facets of packing day. The other facets are a little hard to point at little harder to point at but they are much more powerful than the operations because what you're doing as you put all of your tennis shoes and your goggles and your lacrosse sticks and your t-shirts and your socks and the cool hat that counselor gave you and all that stuff into your bag it means you're taking it out of the bunk and you're getting it all ready for an important transition home so you've got your lacrosse stick and your um, and your your slides and your your flip flops they're all on one side of your bag and then you've got your t-shirts maybe one of them has a rip in it now maybe one of them is a little more faded than it used to be and you're looking down and you got your teddy bear in there a lot of boys here have teddy bears well into 15 and 16 years old and uh, you got your socks you got your athletic tank tops you got your 
sunscreen, not much left in there. You got your shampoo, hopefully not much left in there. And you got your shower caddy. And then you look up from your bag and you realize that your bed looks a little empty. And if you went into the shower area, your stuff would be gone. And then you look up from your packing, you're sitting there with a counselor, and you look over and you realize that, well, Juan is gone with his stuff outside and his bag is all packed. And the same is true for Preston. And the same is true for Killian. And the same is true for Henry and Harry. And the bunk starts to look kind of empty. And there's your bag, and it's getting more and more tidy. It's sort of pointing at home, the bag is. It's like an arrow. It's like, okay, it's time to go. And when you zip that up, and a bag gets checked, and there's a little tag that goes on there, maybe it's going back to Newton. Maybe it's going back to Venice. Maybe it's going back to West Palm Beach. Maybe it's going back to Paris. Maybe it's going back to Seattle. Well, then it's just you and your backpack, and your sweatshirt, and your jacket, and your comfortable shoes, and your book. And it feels like you should go somewhere, but you're still at camp. So what do you do? Well, you go over and you stand by your counselor that you like, because you just sort of realize as the operations take hold that maybe you won't see him much anymore. And you sure hope he comes back, but there's no promises there. The college boys, college men, they have agendas and arcs and stories of their own. And so kind of all at once, you realize that this is coming to an end. I think the packing day is very powerful. It is a, it is a, an accounting written on space with things like duffels and lost and found and campfires and so on. I like it. It's one of my favorite days. It's also one of the saddest days. And I'm full of emotions today because I really love this group of sachem. And they are, some of them are the first boys that, whose parents trusted me as new boys when I first took over Kavasi. And if you think about the timing, nine years ago, those were the first first boys. Like they came in the first session. So they were the very first boys that, that decided, their parents decided they would come during my era. And now everybody at camp is in that era. But these were the first ones. So that's, uh, I'm feeling a lot of feelings right now for Kabasi families. So in the morning we had that packing process and then we had lunch, lots of progress in the morning. Counselors did a great job, got everybody moving. Boys were into it. The people who weren't packing were out playing games. So it looked very fun out at Kabasi today. There were a lot of lacrosse balls getting hucked back and forth, a lot of frisbees, a lot of footballs. Soccer balls, there's just the normal default idle mode of these boys is to throw slash hit slash kick slash chase something. And those things were zooming around as usual. And inside the process I just described was happening. And so maybe every so often a boy would emerge into the sunlight from his bunk, blinking a little bit, maybe blinking back tears, and uh, join the game as part of his processing of it all. That happened in the morning, a little bit in the afternoon. Then we had bunk photos, lots of bedhead getting poked through t-shirts as we got ready for that. And uh, you'll see those photos, of course. And then at 4.30, we had a very funny game called Brothers. Everybody got all dressed up for the banquet. And they got their 
their best their best Kabasi outfit on. That ranges wildly. There's one Sachin boy named Jorge who never wears anything but slides, t-shirt, and shorts with white socks. He wore exactly that to the banquet. But everybody else had a button-down shirt, and uh, myself included, and everybody sort of gussied up. A lot of the women were wearing dresses, and it had a nice air about it. It was a, a formal occasion, sort of, Kabasi style. You know, some people had a formal shirt and then a baseball cap on. That's pretty normal. Got ready to go in, played Brothers. Brothers is where boys who are not related get placed as if they are related to each other, and everybody votes on who got closest. And there are some really good ones. You can see the photos. But um, some of these people really look like relatives. You should check them out. Really good and funny. And there was a lot of cheering, and then uh, and then one specific group wins. Today's winner was the very hilarious and amazing new boy named Emerson Stiglitz and a counselor named Josh Canaveri, but he just goes by Can Man. He's one of our archery guys. And I even, you know, guessing by the sound of the cheering, I thought that they had not won, and the crowd demanded that I put them back on the docket, and then they won. They were a crowd favorite, Can Man and Stiglitz. You should check out those photos too. Emerson Stiglitz was very proud of himself for being looking like Can Man. Yep, the people rose up. And then, uh, and then it was dinner time. Lewis Lee's banquet is really something else. It's lobster or steak or smoked chicken, and uh, there's a whole bunch of uh, of delicious brown butter. There is corn on the cob. There are beautiful rolls. There's a whole bunch of garden salad. You really can't go wrong. And there's seconds, and then there's thirds. Uh, a lot of lobster looking at you from the from the table. A lot of nine-year-olds and eight-year-olds and even the occasional seven-year-old walking out with a lobster on his plate, staring at it in sort of confusion and excitement and horror all mixed together, not sure what to do. I had a little boy named Kieran come up to me and tell me that he'd had lobster before, but he never had lobster like in the lobster form, and he thought it was very good and very messy. That was his take, but he would do it again. And then after that, uh, we gave away the year gifts. You'll see this in the pictures too. The year gifts start at year three and they go all the way up to year 10 if you get to 10 you get a brick you get to be immortalized forever in the walkway of Cobbacy leading to the dining hall it's very exciting so we had lots and lots of boys at three four five six and seven years a very small amount at eight and nobody at nine or ten although there are a couple people here at camp who are at nine and ten but those will be awarded in second session because they're staff so that's pretty exciting there's a lot of leadership in the seven eight and nine category Pretty cool how many people have been around that long. And then, of course, there's the the ancient demigods who, like Lewis and Lloyd and Griff, who've been here decades and decades and decades. I think in all three cases, those are at least 30 years. But, you know, seven, six, five, nine years, that's really good for camp leadership returning. Then we did the Chip Witch Challenge. There's a little boy named Sawyer who is a rover, and I try to wave off the rovers because their heads are too small, and Sawyer was not to be deterred. He really, really wanted to do it. So he did it, and he almost caught it. He was almost the youngest person to ever catch it. And I was secretly relieved he didn't catch it because then every rover would try to do it, and their heads really are too small. But he had it in his mouth, just couldn't quite complete it. He gets a redemption. If you're Sawyer's parents, don't worry. There's still hope at Camp Cobbacy for boys. He could still one day win the Chip Witch Challenge. And it was Levi Upton's birthday today. He got a birthday. Everybody was yelling. They were so excited. Um, he said that if he could be on any team at all for travel games again, 
it would be the Bears, which I believe it was his team. Then it was time to head down to the campfire. And instead of having the slideshow up at the dining hall, we moved the whole thing to the campfire. I wanted to be outside for COVID reasons. And so we did it all there. And it was so beautiful to be watching the slideshow and listening to the music out there in front of the lake. Then we had our, we just went right into a campfire. It was nice and rowdy. The kids were psyched and very excited to see their parents tomorrow. They are so looking forward to seeing you. They are all ramped up and... It was a rowdy, joyful campfire, and every bunk sent up an ambassador to give a wish for the next year and to burn a memory for this year. And they toss a little object into the fire. Sometimes it's a little piece of cloth. Sometimes it's a stick or a twig or something. And then each of the sachem got up, and they each got a memory and a wish. It was very meaningful to see them say goodbye. It was pretty cool. Yep, and that, that wraps it up. That is the whole day. Bags are packed. The boys are going to be sleeping in their sleeping bags tonight so they can just get out of those and get right to the action tomorrow. Cannot wait to see you. The gates open at 9.15. If you get here earlier, they're they're not opening. <laughs> There's no getting in before 9.15. Please don't try to get in. We just can't let you in. We won't be ready. And, uh, and then we'll have a nice visiting day. Beautiful again weather tomorrow. Lewis's fried chicken brunch. We'll be there. We'll start around 11.15, 11.30, something like that. It's going to be so delicious. Don't sleep on the coleslaw. It is so good. I know the secret ingredient. He, he gave me that recipe. He will not give me the recipe of the chicken. But I got the coleslaw. You should definitely, definitely, definitely try the coleslaw tomorrow. We have 160 cars coming tomorrow. So a lot of people are going to try that coleslaw and the chicken. Very important lists were made today. Give away two awards. Two awards. The first is called the Lloyd Johnson Sportsmanship Award, and that goes to the boy in each age group who exemplified the Cobbsy value of sportsmanship the most. I'm happy to announce that Graham Schantz was the Sportsmanship Award winner for the Rovers. Ben Sandberg for the Warriors, Will Stoutenberg for Council, and Xander Chatterjee for Sachem. What a list. There are so many boys worthy of this award in camp. Those were the four that Lloyd and the group leaders and other leadership chose. What a deserving four. It's a big honor. It's a big deal. You get the name on a plaque in the dining hall forever and ever. And what a wonderful foursome. And then there's the Brotherhood Award named after Nick Whitman. It's called the Nick Whitman Nunway Brotherhood Award. And that's also a great list. Brand new boy named Caleb Hilton won the Brotherhood Award. Caleb is such a nice boy. He he's made for Cobbesy. Cobbesy for him. He's he's extremely articulate. He is really caring. He really listens when people talk to him. And he's just beloved. I mean, one year in, you'd think he'd been here for ten years. So that's Caleb for the Rovers. And then Micah Edom, another first year boy, looked very excited to be there. And then as soon as he got on the stage, he looked like he wanted to be anywhere else but on the stage. But you know, he stayed there and was graceful. Um, and uh, it was pretty cool to see him get that award as well. Also very loved by his buddies and a really good brother to everybody. And then Connor Barubi, a second-year boy from Maine, was voted uh, the, the Brotherhood Award winner, the Nick Whitman Nunway Brotherhood Award winner, and it was pretty cool to see him 
win that as well. He's a quiet guy, but really invested in others and just really kind. He's got a huge heart. So cool to see Connor get it. And then for the Sachem, I mean, there's so many great Sachem guys. It was Beckett Emson Spiden that won the Brotherhood Award. Today, he looked really pleased and, you know, gave every one of the boys who's up there a hug. I mean, we could have ran the numbers, and and oh, so many other boys could have gotten these these awards. There's so many nice guys here at Cobbesy, but I'm so delighted for this eight. It's such a nice group of boys. And it's time to go to sleep. We're going to see you guys very soon. We're so, so excited to see you here. The last thing I would say is just that, like I said already in this podcast, this group of Sachem and, frankly, the eighth graders also just have a very special place in my heart. You know, I really love the Cobbesy boys in general. But uh, this was, you know, they share my story with me. Or maybe they share this version of Cobbesy with me. And they just are believers in a really cool way. They just, that this is their real home. They are so comfortable here. And each of these Sachem are such good boys. They're such good young men. They're really good to the people around them. They have a, r- a huge rip-roaring time with each other. They're very funny. But they're also just good men. You feel good about them going out into the world. I know that the world would be better with these guys out in it. I just know it. It's going to be a pretty cool thing to see. Hopefully they'll come back and be counselors. They'll be good at that too. And that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbesy for boys. Your boys go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them, nodding off, surrounded by their friends. Loons standing on the lake. All is well in this place set apart. Yeah.